The name of the show is Conversation. My name is Julius Lester, and with me today is Mrs. Eldridge Cleaver, Kathleen Cleaver, who is the wife of the Minister of Information of the Black Panther Party and also author of Soul on Ice and a writer for Ramparts magazine. And Kathleen has just told me, reminded me, that she is the communications secretary of the Black Panther Party. And you're also running for Congress, aren't you? No, for a state, state assembly. State assembly, right. And Eldred is running for president on the Peace and Freedom Party ticket. I guess the first thing we should start off with is uh, talk a little bit about the Black Panther Party, how it got started, and all that type of thing, because us folks on the East Coast get our information through various and sundry unreliable sources. Well, the Black Panther Party was started last October, October 1966, by Huey Newton and Bobby Steele, who had been through a whole series of black nationalists, black student organizations. They had come out to the streets with this background and still saw the black community and the problems of the black community not being dealt with in any real fashion and decided to form an organization, political party, that would deal with the basic problems in the black community on a real level. They drew up a 10-point platform outlining the 10 points around which this party would be organized and a 10-point program, 10 points of what we want, 10 points of what we believe. Number one, we want power, we want the freedom to determine the destiny of our own black communities, going all through housing, education, sports, the draft, (coughs) police brutality, the jury system, the prisons, summarization in point 10 of we want land, housing, education, food, clothing, justice, and peace. Now, they began not only after drawing up this program, passing it out a thousand copies to the community and getting the approval of the entire black community, no disapproval, they began to implement this program. For what the whole Black Panther Party was about was implementing the needs, implementing the program that black community needs. They had studied Mal, they had studied Fanon, they had studied Malcolm. Many, many people have done this. But what was lacking all over this country was a means to implement it. Essentially, uh, what Huey and Bobby were in the process of creating was a tool of liberation. For the rhetoric was there, and they began to take action. The first action they took was to begin patrols of the police to put an end to police brutality. Wasn't nobody else doing it, wasn't no program to put an end to it although it was the number one complaint across this country was the police and their murder and their brutality of people. So they went out in cars, armed, (coughs) completely within the confines of the law, and began to observe and patrol the police. And they did, in fact, in that four months in which these patrols in the community were being carried out, put an immediate end to every incident of police brutality that they were confronting. At the same time, they were carrying out the basic function, the primary function of the Black Panther Party, which was organized as a vanguard party, of educating the people 
and the means through which they could deal with their problems. This was the point. The guns were, first of all, to protect the brothers as they stood out there in front of the police, but the main purpose was to educate the community to the need for armed self-defense, to make the gun political. You see, now everybody is hip to guns, and a lot of people have guns, but it was the Black Panther Party, and specifically Huey and Bobby, that interjected guns into the political arena. They guns, they carried the gun, they showed the gun. Now, most of the time in a community, when the police come out and start getting down on some people, people back up and shrink back and get scared. But with the Panthers there, and seeing these confrontations between the Panthers, the armed black Panthers, and the police, the people would come out and watch. Now, then the brothers would get a chance to tell the people who were watching what the Black Panther Party was about, what the program was about, why they had the guns. They could organize the community because it was impossible, really, to begin organizing in a black community by saying, we're having a rally, we're having a meeting, we're having this, because the people ain't going to come because they know the pigs are going to be there. Whatever you're going to do, the pigs are going to stop it. So the first point is to deal with the pigs. Let the people see you dealing with the pigs. Let the people get hip to the program. And as they see you, then they want to know more about you and more about your program. Then on for a period of four or five months. The second point, second action that the Panthers took that educated the community and formed the community that the Black Panthers existed was a trip to Sacramento. Now, <coughs> after patrolling the police with guns and getting the entire police force of Oakland uptight, getting the entire community, giving the entire community a new sense of pride and unity, defiance against the police, on a small level, but still it's very, very important the move to change the gun laws. The police sent Mulford to the state legislature to change the gun laws so it would be illegal for people to carry loaded weapons within the city limits. This is when the Black Panthers sent a delegation of armed Panthers to the state legislature in Sacramento on May 2nd, 1967 to make a statement in response to this gun legislature. This was the whole point of Sacramento, to deliver a message to the black world about the move on the part of the power structure to disarm the black community while simultaneously arming, intensifying the arms of the police, intensifying the numbers of the police, in fact, building up the black, the army of the police which occupy the black community like foreign troops. This trip to Sacramento has been depicted across the country as an invasion and the message that the brothers went to deliver on genocide, on the concentration camps, on the need for armed self-defense was missed entirely by the press but the black community could dig it and the Black Panther Party went into another phase because it was massive requests, massive demands, massive information falling on the Black Panther Party. At that point, following the arrest in Sacramento, the move of patrolling and organizing in that fashion had to be abandoned for the fact that the Panthers were thrown into a highly legalistic tangle with the power structure. 
Every time a panther would hit the streets, he'd be busted on any number of charges, thrown in jail, they'd have to post bail, take his weapon, go through all these changes. So that particular phase of education had to be abandoned. Now, being tied up in all these court cases, litigation, etc., took up a lot of money and a lot of time. And the Black Panther Party started going through its transitional stage into a full-scale political organization. The office was given up and the papers started being printed. Members, instead of uh, letting the whole party be subjected to a grand jury indictment, accepted the deal of the DA, pleaded guilty to several misdemeanor sentences, including Bobby Seale, the chairman. Now, <coughs> this went down last summer. About October this year, October last year, I'm sorry, the overt activity of the Black Panther Party had quieted down quite a bit. It was not that much patrolling. There was not that much rallying going on. Things were very, very quiet. And it was at this point that the Oakland police, who have had every intention of destroying this Black Panther Party that's out there to prevent their brutalization and prevent and interfere with the occupation of the black community, moved to destroy moved to assassinate Huey. And on October 28th, he was followed by the police. They shot him. They attempted to kill him. Unsuccessful in the gun battle, a policeman was killed, another wounded. The other brother involved escaped. Huey was sent to jail, charged with murder, attempted murder, and kidnapping. Now, at that point, the Black Panther Party began a new phase of mobilizing support, organizing in the community around the issue of Huey, projecting the program, the platform, the politics, the basic issue of self-defense around the issue of Huey Newton. It was the focal point of the organization of the Black Panther Party and the issues involved in that case, the issue of self-defense, the focal point of the black struggle in many respects. So here, the Black Panther Party came out again and reasserted its position of on top of the ground education of the black community, explanation and demanding and assaulting the power structure. Excuse <coughs> me. And the momentum raised by the Black Panther Party and all its activities around the issue of Huey Newton in order to save his life have thrown us even more and more and more into the, how would you say, right into the face of the power structure and has intensified their repression and leading on up to this latest shootout on April 6th where the long train of attacks on the leadership of the Black Panther Party reached a final culmination in a 50 policemen, two panther battle. Uh, in the heart of uh, Oakland. The Black Panther Party, in many respects, I view as the culmination of a long series of movements, organizations, and events that have happened in the black community. Because in the Black Panther Party, you have an organized political group of black people, the basis for a black people's party, 
with an outline, defined program, and an ideology, clear-cut ideology that ties the black struggle very definitely to the struggle of colonized people across the world involving the conditions that people in this country have to live under. We see Dewey defined the police as the key point, as the point at which we begin to strike out for power in our own community and for liberation. For he made it very clear in the focus on the police that it is the policemen in the black community that perform the function of maintaining the colonization, maintaining the oppression for the white power structure, for the colonial structure in which black people are entrapped. The police in the black community are in a parallel position to the army in Algeria, and it is this that we must move against. One of the key points around which the, the key political philosophical point that the Black Panther Party is organized around is that political power goes out the barrel of a gun. Also, the understanding that politics is war without bloodshed, war is politics with bloodshed, from the philosophy of the Chinese Revolution, but just these are principles of revolution. What the Black Panther Party has done what is take the principles of revolutionary struggle and apply them to the condition of black people and create a form in which they can be implemented in our situation. As the Black Panther Party has taken more and more and more concrete actions, it's not a matter of rhetoric anymore. It's a matter of taking action. It's not a matter of saying what black people must do, sitting back stating what the black people must do, but a matter of going out and doing that to show the people that it can be done, to show the people how to do it, and to lead the people in the correct tactics of struggle. Like Huey said five years ago, the brothers didn't know what a Molotov cocktail was, but somehow or other they all found out what a Molotov cocktail was, how to make one, where to throw it, and when to throw it. Now, he felt that you can take the same thing and deal with guns, deal with any issue that you want to attack. If you go out in front, set an example, the people will have that and they can follow it. And at this point, <coughs> he's in the Bay Area, the Black Panther Party is the undisputed spokesman of the black community. It has the allegiance of the masses of people. Originally, the Black Panther Party attracted just the hard, young, crazy brothers off the block. It didn't have nothing to do, hate the man, hate the power structure, going to do something anyway. They're the ones that dug the party. But Huey didn't just take them off to run off in crazy action. He educated them, disciplined them, trained them, points of law, and in how to deal with a weapon. And he gave them direction gave them a purpose. This is the basis of the party. And from this, we went on to organize and attract more and more and more people till at this point, following the murder of Bobby Hutton, you have the mothers in Oakland organized in support of the Panthers. 
boycotting, taking things to the city council, taking demands, operating on a level that they feel they can operate in the program of the Black Panther Party. Now, I think maybe I should read that program because it's very key. Yeah. What's key, what's absolutely essential in the black struggle is that the organizations involved in leading the people must have a concrete program, must be able to define for the people what it is they're fighting for and what it is they want. Because this is the only thing that's missing. The people have demonstrated their will to fight. The people have demonstrated their courage and have demonstrated that they will take power, take freedom by any means necessary. What's missing is direction, political understanding, and an outline program. Point one, we want freedom. We want power to determine the destiny of our black community. Two, we want full employment for our people. Three, we want an end to the robbery by the white man of our black community. Four, we want decent housing fit for shelter of human beings. Five, we want education for our people that exposes the true nature of this decadent American society. We want education that teaches us our true history and our role in the present day society. Six, we want all black men to be exempt from military service. Seven, we want an immediate end to police brutality and murder of black people. Eight, we want freedom for all black men held in federal, state, county, and city prisons and jails on the basis that they haven't had a fair trial. Nine, we want all black people when brought to trial to be tried in court by a jury of their peer group or people from their black communities as defined by the Constitution of the United States. Ten, we want land, bread, housing, education, clothing, justice, and peace. And as our major political objective, a UN-supervised black plebiscite to be held throughout the black colony in which only black colonial subjects will be allowed to participate for the purpose of determining the will of black people as to their national destiny. You see, the Black Panther Party does not state issues and state rhetoric and make a lot of high-flown analyses without providing some practical implementation along with it and without taking concrete action along with it. <laughs> Any group that assumes, that moves to take direction or provide direction in a liberation struggle has to relate to the oppressive conditions that the people live in, for this is what the people relate to. People don't relate to vast plans of great new societies or tremendous analyses, the long dissertations. They have to deal with basic problems, and the program of the party has to be basic, has to be something that can be applied across this country to any black person on any level. The only requirement for being in the Black Panther Party is to be black. Okay, well, let me ask you this. <clears throat> you uh, have recently made a uh, coalition with Peace and Freedom Party, which is predominantly white. 
and uh, you yourself is are running for the state legislature. Huey's running for the state legislature, and Elders is running for president. What advantage do you all see in involving yourselves in electoral politics, realizing, of course, that the system is rotten? <coughs> Our involvement in the electoral process is uh, one of the developments out of the defense campaign that we were waging in the Bay Area around Huey Newton, and it stemmed from our position, our feeling that we would leave no stone unturned whatsoever in mobilizing, organizing, publicizing around the issue of Huey Newton to provide him the most powerful protection of the community, the black community and the white community, and the internet, any community that we could, any support that we could get, we were going to get. Now, we view these campaigns purely and only as an educational device so that we can use these platforms and use this further arena to publicize our program, to let the people see the Black Panther Party, see the leadership, and understand what the issues involved in this case and in this country are. The coalition that we formed with the Black, with the Peace and Freedom Party originated before the Peace and Freedom Party got on the ballot. Now, <coughs> at that point, we were at a very, very low ebb. We had nothing, absolutely nothing. And we were faced with waging a massive propaganda and mobilization campaign of support for Huey Newton. We made the coalition on the basis that they wanted to come into the black community. We told them they couldn't come into the black community without talking about Huey Newton. And in fact, they could come into the black community as we talked about Huey Newton. And if people wanted to, they could register, but we wouldn't advocate that. So it was originated as a functional coalition around a specific issue, at which point we were not refusing any form of support at all. Now, the issue, the running of candidates is something that is a further development of the original concept, essentially, of being able to utilize the sound trucks, leaflets, apparatus, mechanism that the Peace and Freedom Party had at its disposal for our objectives. And the same is true of the electoral process, to use these offices that they have these slates on their ballot that they have to put them at our disposal. And we don't feel that uh, <coughs> deeply involved in electoral politics because none of our candidates are qualified. Uh, they're all write-in candidates, but we do feel we're definitely with the power structure by doing this and putting the position of Huey Newton in a more and more and more Let's see. Well, we're putting it in so many different lights that it becomes more and more difficult for him to be attacked. He's also the, he's the Minister of Defense of the Black Panther Party. He is the candidate for U.S. Congress. Now, certain things have to be attributed to a candidate because this is the way their whole electoral process has been set up. Now, they can blow their game, but it's to the advantage of the power structure to maintain their game and their electoral process because they want to use it for themselves. So if we're using it, then there's a certain amount of protection that that affords us. And that's essentially the basis of that. We're not 
<laughs> we're running on the Black Panther program. What was the thinking behind the the merger with SNCC? Why a merger with SNCC? Well, on the broadest level, the thinking is that in the Black Panther Party, that we're not here to move over or destroy existing organizations, that what we see is necessary in the black community is an all-encompassing national organization which everyone can be related to and that in terms of other organizations existing in the black community instead of attacking or to move over we would like to form alliances, mergers so that we can merge into larger and larger units across this country. Now the coalition with SNCC or the alliance merger with SNCC thing for the Black Panther Party, people in the Black Panther Party, and people in SNCC were working very closely anyway, had a very similar understanding, and had a very close working relationship in our different areas. The merger was what you might call a official announcement of the type of relationship that we had worked out, and also a move to allow the talents of the individuals in SNCC to be extended on a much broader level, whereas individuals in SNCC at that point were only contributing their talents to the struggle through the vehicle of SNCC, they could also perform functions necessary to the Black Panther Party. Well, what you have here essentially is the Black Panther Party is the one organization in this country that has implemented the rhetoric of SNCC has created a program and an organization capable of taking power, capable of attaining black power. Now, SNCC has the rhetoric, has the understanding, has the very talented individuals, but does not have this organizational base in the black community, especially in the urban ghettos. So we see this as combining our advantages. We see also that we have to move to unify and that when the man looks and sees the two baddest organizations in the country, SNCC and the Black Panther Party, coming together, Stokely Carmichael being the Prime Minister of the Black Panther Party, this is something that gives us a power and makes it just impossible for him to really deal with you. So how, how, who is he attacking? So it affords protection and greater strength and greater fluidity in the black colony. And in terms of the Peace and Freedom Party and their electoral politics, we also have fluidity in the mother country. We also are moving to neutralize, divide white people and interfere with the politics of the mother country as we see fit, as we mobilize, manipulate the colony politics of the colony as we see fit. It's all along the lines of seizing power. Huey defined power as the ability to define phenomenon and make it act in a desired manner. And this is what we're moving along. We only got about two or three minutes left and I wanted to ask you about uh, Eldridge and uh, <coughs> you know what's being done and his situation. Well, Eldridge has been, has been in prison since April 6th. 
His parole was very summarily revoked. He was taken from the hospital to San Quentin to the city jail, to the city jail to San Quentin to Vacaville, thrown into a hole, into isolation, kept under maximum security. Everything that's being done to Eldridge is to completely isolate, remove him from the situation that he was involved in and to destroy his ability to communicate with the people that he was involved in politically because he was in a very key position of mobilizing and directing, forming strategy for the whole campaign around Huey Newton. They have done everything, they're doing everything they can to crack him up, to keep him in the very tightest surveillance under very un healthy conditions of isolation. Now, parole has been violated on three charges, all of which are ridiculous. Possession of a gun, which is something to be proven in court. Association with disreputable characters, which is their power structure's definition of the Black Panther Party, and refusal to cooperate with his parole officer, which is an outright lie. The day for his hearing has been suspended. So he doesn't know. I mean, they're keeping him in a state of suspension. They suspended him in Vacaville, which is a state hospital and processing center. It's very atypical in prisons. At this point, on the legal end, he is being a writ of habeas corpus is being filed on June 3rd in Vacaville to get the parole board to show cause as to why they're holding him. On the mobilization level, there's been an international committee to release Eldridge Cleaver formed, which is getting public broad support. There's been a committee to humanize the prisons formed, which is to mobilize lawyers and professors, all kinds of people on the outside to attack the conditions that the prisoners live on the inside, on the level of censorship, the level of visiting privileges, all the way up to break down that barrier of communication and make it very clear that there are people on the outside concerned with conditions on the inside because the brothers inside are ready to move. All they want is support. So we provide them the support and the cover and create a lot of turbulence inside the prisons which they really don't want to deal with. And the other thing is our presidential campaign on Eldridge, which is something that will has the three objectives of shaking up the prisons, organizing inside and outside the prisons, and projecting Eldridge and breaking down this inability to communicate, as well as putting the whole power structure to the lie, because it's Eldridge, Eldridge, who is the political prisoner of the century, for he wasn't, he's been a political prisoner for the past 15 years in one way, shape, or form, and in this, he has seen to the very, very, very rotten core of the situation and come out with a clear vision of how to move through it. And we think this presidential campaign will project that. People who want to send money for Huey Eldridge and the other jail panthers, what do they send it? For Huey, P.O. Box 318, Berkeley, California. For the Black Panthers... P.O. Box 8641, Emeryville, California. Or 
Ramparts Magazine, care of Ramparts Magazine, 301 Broadway.